Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman, broadcasting from the beautiful and sunny Providence, Rhode Island. Today, I want to talk to you about why location is not the most important factor when it comes to choosing your real estate investment. And hear me out. I know it might be counterintuitive. It might be strange that a real estate investor is telling you that location is not the most important thing. But I'll walk you through how I see the real estate investment world today and why there's a secondary factor related to location, but not exactly, that is the most important thing. But before we're going to go and talk about what that factor is, I want to spend a few more minutes talking about location. We've all heard it, that real estate is all about location, 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 meaning you're going to be in the most desirable place, the strongest in terms of demand. The stronger the location, the better the investment, the higher the returns. And I would say that that used to be right. It used to be, you know, a right way of looking at real estate. But COVID came in and just changed our lives in so many ways, including when it comes to real estate investment. And basically based on Blue Lake's experience and my personal experience when it comes to investing in real estate, especially investing in multifamily, is that there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new factor that is basically the collection rate that is the number one factor that is important right now that is going to drive returns. And it's more important than location. Now, when I'm talking about collection rate, I'm basically talking about the rate of the rent collection. So if you have an 88% collection rate, it means that 88% of tenants are actually paying. There's another name for it, which is economic occupancy. And that's basically the difference between economic occupancy and Physical occupancy. So physical occupancy is easy to understand if you have 95 units out of 100 that are occupied and five vacant units, then your physical occupancy is 95%. However, if only half of those 95 units are paying your rent, then even though your physical occupancy is 95%, your economic occupancy is much, much lower because you have less money in the bank by the end of the day. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the factor that is the most important factor when I'm looking at a deal right now. So collection rate is connected, related to location, but it's not necessarily true in every case. So basically, in a strong location, many times, but not always, collection rate tends to be higher. 
meaning in a strong location where, and I'm going to touch on it later on, where the household income is high, then you expect more tenants to be able to make rent payments and then your collection rate is going to be higher. But in the same location, you can see a multifamily property well-managed and with a very hands-on operator that collection rates are going to be 98, 95% month over month. And the neighboring property still in the same location with not so ideal management that could mean a lower collection rate, you know, could be 70%, could be 80%. And that can really make or break your investment in terms of a cash flow. Because if you have a property that the management company is unable to collect rents, then there's not going to be enough to pay all the expenses to pay the lender and to have enough cash flow by the end of the month to get paid or to pay investors. Now, as long as tenants are paying, you should be okay, assuming that other things are not happening, unexpected expenses or other forces that are not kind of taking over and impacting the cash flow. But if your tenants are paying, your investment should be fine. The problem is that in some markets, there are some, some sub-markets that the tenants are not incentivized to pay because the state, for instance, is very anti-landlord or very pro-tenant, which, you know, it's not a secret. You all know how much I love California, but in California as a landlord, it's very, very hard to evict anyone. Even before COVID, it was hard. And so if a tenant doesn't pay and decides to take advantage of the situation, even a strong market like California your collection rate is going to be low. And it's also not a secret that we have the eviction moratorium. So tenants knew that if they're not going to pay, they cannot be touched and the landlord cannot evict them. So once collection rate is dropping, then the cash flow is at risk. And that's why when I'm looking at deals right now, and it has been the case in the past 18 months, I'm really focusing on collection rate. And I want to make sure that the tenant profile that is living in the property, the tenants that live there actually care about paying on time and that they make sure that they do pay on time. So across the board in the US, since COVID hit in March of 2020, two things happened with collections. First and foremost, collection rate fell. So if you look at the NMHC rent payment tracker, they're basically tracking the collection rate within the U.S. among multifamily properties. And they basically show month over month, what is the average collection rate? And the numbers there are pretty impressive, I have to say, and pretty surprising because we did not expect the collection rate to be so high. And of course, it's never going to be 100%. There's always going to be one or two tenants that are unable to pay. But compared to pre-COVID era, collection rates since covid has gone down. And the question is, by how much? So some markets, you can see a sharper decline. Obviously, you know, New York and California, we're probably going to be one of them, even though I haven't looked at the numbers recently. But in many, many markets like Atlanta, like Charlotte, Durham, Raleigh, all those markets, the collection rate has been pretty high. The second thing that happened is that rents 
are usually since COVID hit, we started collecting as owners rents a little bit later than usual. So for example, you know, normally first day of the month is the first day to pay. And normally there's a grace period of a day or two for tenants to pay. So for the most part, many sponsors, many owners were able to collect, let's say 95%, 90 to 95% within the first three days of the month. And now even if sponsors are able to basically to maintain high collection rate at 90, 95%, 98%, it takes more time to collect that money. So tenants are still paying, but many of them pay a little bit later. It takes them another week, another 10 days, another five days to make sure that they come up with, you know, the money to pay the owner. So these two things happen. Collection rates fell and rents were collected a bit later and a bit slower than usual, even though you could still reach a very high collection rate of above 90%. But the, my main point is that the strength of the tenant base is what matters. So when I look at properties, I'm looking at a properties with significant collection rate. And if it's low, then it could be a management play. And that's going to be a great value add for me to bring a professional management company to take care of collections. But, you know, it's easy to switch property management company. It's not easy to change tenant base. That's a lot harder to do. So my main focus is how solid is the tenant base at a property that I'm looking to purchase now. And when I say solid tenant base, mainly there are three things that I'm looking at. First and foremost, I'm looking at household income. I want to make sure that there's enough gap between the average household income at the property and the average rent. So for example, if we have a couple that lives there and rent together, but one of them lost their job, then the other one has enough money to pay the rent. So household income is definitely one very, very strong indicator of how to basically assess the strength of the tenant base. The other factor is good credit score. So in some states, you can look at the, at the tenant's credit score, but it's important to have a tenant base that has a solid credit score and make sure that they care about their credit score. What happens with many properties and many sponsors don't talk about it, but there's something that is called skips, meaning someone stops paying rent for a number of reasons, whatever it is. You know, they lost their job. They needed more money. They just didn't feel like keep paying because they wanted them to use the money for something else. They go along usually two, three, four months without paying, avoiding the team members and avoiding pay, making payments. And then they're basically skipping and skipping is basically they're pack their stuff and they move in the middle of the night when the leasing officers are not there and collecting after something like that has happened. That's really challenging to do. But what does happen is that once you skip, then your credit score is going to be impacted and good luck getting approved, renting another apartment because the new apartment is going to see that there has been a skip and it's not going to be easier for any tenant to do it. But when you have a tenant base that cares about their credit score, they're not going to skip. They want to make sure that they pay every month like a clock. And these are the type of tenants that I want to have on my properties. The third factor in what's making tenant base solid 
is basically to make sure that the tenant base is diversified enough when it comes to employment. So you want to have tenants that work in industries that are COVID resilient, unlike accommodation and the service industry. You have other industries that are pretty solid and you know that they're able to make payments as usual. So tech, medical, essential workers, all those employees that were able to keep their job and even get a raise during COVID and they will make sure that they pay on time. So that's basically what's driving my decision whether to purchase a deal or not. The numbers can work great, but if the tenant base is not strong, then I'm not going to take the risk and purchase a property where I think that the collection is going to be at risk. And like I've mentioned, when it comes to collection, high collection rate equals strong tenant base for the most part. And a strong tenant base, these are tenants that have a pretty solid household income. They have good credit score and they care about their credit and they work in industries that are COVID resilient. Even if the location is very strong, collection rate came below and that will impact the cash flow. And that's why location is secondary but the tenant base and the collection rate, these are the most important factors when looking at deals to purchase in COVID era. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be bold, be great. Keep pushing forward. And I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.